0: Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast, a regular conversation with people from across the hospitality sector. Today I'm speaking with Sat Baines, chef patron of two Michelin-starred restaurants, Sat Baines in Nottingham. Sat, thanks for joining me today. Let's start by talking about lockdown. What have you been doing these past couple of months?
1: So first and foremost, obviously we closed on the 22nd of March and then we made sure the staff were safe. Obviously we had the hurdle of the furlough to make sure we got through that, had enough funds to make sure we had to pay. We could pay everyone. Uh, We put everything on stop in terms of supplies because that was the initial gut reaction to make sure there was enough funds in the business. Uh, We've had holiday periods where we can. We are paying supplies back over a period of time, which 99.9% of them all agreed it's better to get something than nothing at all. I ultimately want to keep them in business to make sure that they're still getting the money that's owed to them. Uh, We're trying to secure the well-being of our staff by keep in touch. You know, I speak to John nearly every day, speak to the senior guys. and uh, They keep in touch with all the other guys and then once, uh, every couple of weeks, we ring them, make sure everyone's healthy and see how they're getting on. And You know, the, 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 a lot of them have left Nottingham because they've gone back to either the folks or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I think boredom is, is an issue that I've noticed that a lot of them are saying. Um, the obviously initial period would have been probably like a holiday period because if you think about it, the sun was out it did feel like you know, almost like when you shouldn't be off work, but you are work. So it's like skiving, but yeah. you actually were allowed to be off work. So there's that kind of romance at the beginning, you know, that the holiday um, period, uh, honeymoon period, sorry. So once that's obviously gone, um, I think a lot of them. What's good is they're keeping very healthy. They're training, and they're cooking at home, obviously. But again, it, it's one of them. It's what
0: what do you do with time you've not expected? Do you know what I mean? And has the lockdown given you time to to think about the business, you know, where it was in the past and where it's going in the future?
1: I think ultimately it's about time for reflection. And what we've all got to consider is the health and safety of everyone in in the premises, including staff, workforce, customers, ourselves, suppliers. And this is where it's become very tricky, because you're ultimately wanting to open when you are secure enough that everyone that's in that building in the restaurant feels safe that's one thing we can't guarantee because you could you can catch it from anything as you know mm. all we can do is make sure once they once they're here is give people the peace of mind that they are well looked after there's very you know, um, stringent hygiene regulations that are going to ultimately be the normal and also that that there's elements that we've taken seriously of their their welfare but I came in on Monday after the the, the government um, statement on uh, Boris's statement on Sunday. I got the measuring tape out and we measured, and and it's it's devastating to think how bad two meters can damage such a any business. And we've worked out we can do twenty-two covers when you're normally doing sixty. That's you're you're running at two you know, the third occupancy. So my biggest fear is. What do you do when you come back? <clears throat> it's going to be a different business. Mm-hmm. Also, what you're going to do with the staff? So, my biggest fear is to lay anyone off. That's not something I want to do. But if I can only run on a twenty-five, thirty covers, that's going to be forty percent, forty-five percent of what I can do. So, yes, we're looking at doing lunches. Yes, we're looking at doing relays. But, well, what? sacrifice to the quality of what we provide and i do believe people will be acceptable to changes but can you see someone coming over to you with a you know you know a mask or something i don't know it's alien obviously because it's so novel and new but how do you get the intimacy and the, the the looking after the kind of the thing that restaurants are so used to doing looking after people So you've got to question everything, haven't
0: you? The whole fabric. Absolutely. I mean, in terms of the type of kitchen that you have, you know, it's a very innovative, forward-thinking cooking. Um, You change the menu a lot. There's a lot of ingredients. There's a lot of skill. Does that make the kind of a social distancing element in the kitchen particularly challenging as well?
1: Yeah, you know, I've got 14 chefs, so... In the 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 original kitchen, which is the Sable kitchen, there's seven of us. So that means if I have to reduce down to three, how can you perform at the level that you think you can justify the price for the quality and the expertise? Yes, we can make things very simple. Nothing wrong with that. Then the options I've got is I'm ultimately speaking to. I'm trying to order my private doctor to see for the test because if I can test my staff. That means they're safe. But then what if a guest comes in, asymptomatic, it goes through the restaurant, where's my, where's my obligation for the safety of the team? So we're in, we're in a catch-22. We've got, to go, we've got to open, you know that, because the government cannot support the furlough scheme indefinitely. That makes sense. We've got to get back out there and get the economy back up and running. But the trouble is, at what cost? if it's not health it's business so where do we manage the kind of crossover of running a business and yes we're not going to be very profitable at all breaking even is probably going to be the the goal but also not trying to lay any staff off because ultimately then you're going to end up with an economy where there's so many more hundreds of thousands of people on the dole so you where where do we go where do we go you know Every single thing we're looking at has got a cost implication, getting screens done, getting some outside buildings built, even if it's temporary. That's a cost that the company cannot sustain because there's no income.
0: Mm.
1: So there's, there's, there's an element of, yes, we know the staff are looked after with the furlough scheme and there's going to be a off. But there's got to be a point where how do we sustain keeping all the staff at lesser covers or thinking a bit more, out of the box by being innovative. Could we offer room service? Maybe. But then obviously, you've got to have a designated person looking after that room service. They're still going to go into the kitchen, take the food over. You know, we're looking at loads of options, you know, dozens of options that we've got the whole team looking at to say we are innovative, we are forward thinking, so let's put that kind of information on the table. Let's all brainstorm. I spoke to my uh, health and safety chap today, Peter. And he says that if you didn't have any screens in between, you'd have to adhere to the two-meter rule. Plus, you'd have to look at face protection. Plus, you'd have to look at uh, gloves. So the other option is get the screens in, but there's still going to be elements you've got to do. So we've got so many
0: elements that we've uh, got to look at. And Sats, what are your thoughts about the future of the restaurant sector as we come out of this pandemic? I think the top end and the
1: bottom end of the industry will survive the most, the better chance. And the reason is when you go out for a meal and you know what you're paying and it could be bottom end, it could be a burger, whatever it is, but you know what you're getting. You know what it's going to cost. It to cost eight quid, 12 quid, you know. The top end is going to be specialised and people want a special experience. They want to go out for their anniversary, birthday. They still want special occasions. They want to feel amazing. They want to feel escapism for three hours, three, four hours. The middle market for me is the one that's going to suffer because what you'll remember is for the last two months, nearly everybody has been cooking at least two meals a day. You've seen all the sourdough recipes. You know, they're probably doing better than restaurants can. So the back of that, people now know because they're also using our suppliers, remember, because our suppliers became very diverse and offered all the, our ingredients to the public through their website. So the middle market is where you go out for probably 70, 60, 50 quid a head. You can eat at home now probably better because you've now been practising for two months how to cook, make sauces, cook steak, and we're moving into summer, so the barbecue. You can cook certain items better, or if not on par, with the middle market. And that's my view. I'm not saying that's true, but that's just what I've been observing.
0: Mm.
1: So when you look at it like that, there's going to be a big hit in the middle market because for, for 50 quid a head, 60 quid a head, that's, you know, say it's 150 quid a head for two of you, you know what, let's save another 150 quid, let's eat in, let's eat in for a couple of weeks, but let's go out for a big dinner at a one, two or three star restaurant.
0: Sure. And so just finally then, have you, have you dared to dream or think about that first service back, reopening the doors, how that might look like, how, how that might feel um, for you, the team, the customers, or is, does that seem like a, a world away still?
1: No, it doesn't feel a world away. It feels, you know, I've been coming to the restaurants every week, and we've had some pickling, some salting, and, and, and vinegars. But looking at the garden, yeah, we're, we're moving into summer, so this is when this, for me, this building comes alive because all the doors are open, got outside seating, the garden's flourishing, the guests are welcome in a term where the, 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 the majority of them sit outside the garden for freezing their drinks. Anyway, but just having that chatter and the noise of people enjoying themselves, clinking of glasses i can't wait and i'm not fantasizing i think it's definitely going to come back but we're going to have to get rid of, you know, get over this hurdle with all the information and let's be honest it's a very speedy kind of um, news you know everything's happening very quickly so i do think the transition of yes i can see the doors opening yes i can see the restaurant being very similar to what it was but it will be a very different vibe because i think we're all going to come out of this as a collective as, that we've all gone through trauma and the first thing you want to do is you want to tell someone well, you know especially a restaurant or it could be your dentist whoever it is you know someone that's been look, you're looking after you want to share your experience with someone because we've all had it as a shared experience each one of us but we've all got our own version of a story so when we get the restaurant open we're going to have to probably spend more time with the guests they're going to want to talk to us more they're gonna want more nurturing, they want more cosseting because that's how human nature is. And also, any restaurant is about looking after the guests. You know that. So we have got to have people that are very understanding, you know, front of the house, all the managers, that people are gonna be probably slightly traumatized after all this. You know, they may have lost loved ones, you know, God forbid, that
0: they're coming out of this in a very different way as they went in. And we've got to be ready for that That was the latest United We Stand podcast. Join us again when we'll be speaking to another person from the hospitality sector about their life during lockdown.